0: I'm going to um, share a few thoughts um, from Psalm 23 and we're actually going to spend the next few weeks in this psalm, um, just the next sort of three or four weeks uh, thinking together about this psalm. It does have um, almost uh, a unique place in the psalms and perhaps in worship and in faith and devotion uh, and we just thought it would be uh, a way of enriching and encouraging us uh, in our journey together. So, um, so let's, uh, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we look at this, perhaps the most familiar of all the Psalms, we pray that you would help us to see it afresh, to accept it and to embrace it and to be encouraged by it in our walk with you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So, the Lord is my shepherd. We're going to think about the first couple of verses here um, where uh, David begins to describe what it means to follow after the shepherd. It's worth remembering that this psalm is round about 3,000 years old. It was, um, by tradition, one of the psalms of David. Um, And uh, we know that uh, David was himself a shepherd. Uh, a shepherd boy, uh, the youngest of the sons of Jesse, and really the uh, the, the slightly the sort of um, the, the the one at the end of the family that the brothers were slightly ashamed of, tried to keep him out of the way. But nonetheless, he was uh, God's anointed, God's chosen, and we really know that from the moment he turns up with a battle uh, against Goliath, that he is destined for great things. And as well as being a shepherd and a warrior and ultimately the king of Israel, he is also a poet, a hymn writer. And uh, roughly half the Psalms that are in the 150 that we have are from David. And he gives us this uh, picture of God as a shepherd. And because we are uh, familiar with that, because we are perhaps. Over familiar with it, we might forget how radical, how different, how powerful that is. But certainly, up until this point in the Psalms, most of the ways in which God is described are in sort of concrete images. We're told that God is our rock, our shelter, our shield, our fortress. Or perhaps it's a concept like God is our light or our strength or our righteousness. Or when he is given a title, it tends to be one of strength, deliverer, faithful one, king. So here, when David describes the Lord as our shepherd, he is, as it were, breaking new ground, giving us a fresh image, an image that, of course, he himself was familiar with. As a shepherd boy. But as well as all the beautiful uh, images of strength that we get that I've mentioned, there is something deeply intimate about this image. It speaks of relationship, not just the relationship of the shepherd to the flock, but even of the shepherd to the individual sheep. Because this psalm is strangely personal, strangely individual. If you read through it, and I I hope you will over the coming weeks, and perhaps uh, allow the verses to to marinate, allow them to to meditate in your mind, you'll see the number of times in which uh, the first person is used, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. There is something deeply personal and individualistic about this psalm. And in some ways, that's quite strange. Perhaps in, in recent years, Western Christians, people like me, have been reminded that we are not just individuals that we belong to one another, that we are in community. Remember all those beautiful words that we, that we see in the scriptures about being a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. One Peter talks about those images and also the idea of being living stones that are built together into a new community. Well, all that, of course, is true and good and right and is a challenge to the individualism of Western society. But perhaps what this psalm does remind us about is that at the heart of that corporate community, that corporate identity, is an individual relationship with our Lord God. The Lord is my shepherd, He leads me individually and personally and he does lead that's one of the great gifts of this psalm is that it reminds us once again that the life of faith is the life of movement it is about journey there is within this psalm this this sense of being led by the shepherd we are not stationary There is movement and journey and we're reminded of course about the way in which Jesus calls his disciples on the way, the way of the cross, so much so that the followers uh, in the book of Acts are not called Christians, they are called followers of the way and uh, in the, the book of Hebrews which we've been looking at together on the Wednesday Bible Studies, this This very powerful image of the city of God and uh, on being on our way to the city of God. So the psalm makes clear that the Lord is my shepherd in my journey. We can and we will know his presence, his protection, and his provision while we are on that journey. And it's a reminder that sometimes if we feel becalmed, if we feel somehow that things have stopped, especially in this time of lockdown, that we need to turn to him again and say, well, where are you taking me? Where is the journey going to be next? Perhaps you are a a young person or, or, or someone who had great plans for this summer or this coming year, and they've all gone out the window. And there is a perfectly understandable sense of wanting to be, to be angry, of saying to God, well, where, where are you in the midst of all this? All these lovely things I was going to do, and now I can't. What do I do? We have a choice, don't we? We can either sit and wonder and be tempted, as all of us are, towards complaint and, and, and bitterness. Or we can say, well, Lord, Where is this new journey, this new leading that you're going to take me on? And maybe it's a small but deeply radical journey to visit the person next door that we have never met, to cross the road, to volunteer in some way that we have not done before, to make the journey into our hearts and minds towards stillness and being with God, the journey. To face Him in the quiet of our own hearts and minds. He will be there to protect and provide on that journey. And if we feel becalmed, then it's worth asking Him, Well, where are you leading me next? Because I need your presence, your protection, and your provision. So it's this deeply personal individual relationship, it's this journey with Him as our. Shepherd. And thirdly, in these first verses, it is this sense of provision, but of wonderful provision. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside quiet waters, He restores my soul. Guidance into provision, which is also blessing. The psalm reminds us of this simple truth that God. Wants to bless us. We remember in these words of Jesus that we've been considering I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. When Jesus speaks to the Samaritan woman at the well, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of living water. Or from Isaiah, Come to me all who are thirsty, come to the waters, come, you have no money, come, buy and eat. Provision, which is more than just our basic sustenance, it is blessing. God wants to bless us. And if you're anything like that, if anything like me, there will be within you a tussle, and a battle. Does he really want to bless? Do we really believe that God wants to do us good? Um, This last week, um, I went to um, a Diocesan training event by Zoom, okay? And um, they're they're, they're fairly grim things when you have to go in person. So you can imagine a hundred and something of us all looking at our screens. Fortunately the bishop did something deeply liberating halfway through. He switched his camera off and because he switched his camera off Everyone else then switched their camera off and it got much better after that. Okay, but as part of that um, they played um, the blessing the, the UK-wide blessing which started at um, in, it start, It's a piece of music and it starts at Gas Street and and um, it, it's the, the blessing from, from Numbers, chapter 6, the, 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 the blessing that, that God gives to, to the people at that point. And as the song builds, it, it, it prays for God's blessing on us and on our children and on our children's children. And it, it's, it's not just about generations. There's something about this song that that reminds us that God wants to do us good. And there I am sitting in front of the screen on my own with my camera switched off, sobbing away as I thought that God wanted to bless. God wants to do us good. He's not just going to feed us. He's going to take us into green pastures. He's not just going to give us what we need. He's going to lead us beside quiet waters. He is going to restore our soul. And even in the midst of lockdown, and I think of members of our church family, our church fellowship, who've been through really tough things over the last few weeks. God wants to bless you. God wants to sustain you. God wants to feed you. God wants to nourish you. God wants to to alongside you and wrap you in his arms. Why? Because that is his nature. He wants to bless. The Lord is my shepherd. Personal, in this journey, he wants to do us good. And you know, if we feel that he is not doing us good at the moment, that we can't see him, And come back to this these verses, come back to these psalms and begin to read these verses again and look to him and say, I know you are my shepherd, I know you are there. Please, can I know your presence? Can I know your protection? And can I know your provision? Because boy, do we need it at the moment? The Lord is my shepherd. Amen.